You're listening to Weekend Edition on Michigan Radio. There's all the variation in pronunciation out there that we don't judge, and then the relatively small percentage of variation that we do judge. That's what they say. Good morning. I'm Rebecca Kruth, and here with us now is University of Michigan English professor Ann Kurzan. Welcome, Ann. Good morning. And the second you started talking about pronunciation and variations that we do or don't notice, it reminded me of when I first started uh, doing like radio and things on air. Someone told me, do not say realtor, say realtor. Otherwise, people are going to notice. So I never say realtor anymore. It's just ground into my head to say realtor. I love that. And I'll bet people not only notice, but also write into the radio station. Could happen. (laughs) It's a great example of two pronunciations of a word where one of them is deemed incorrect. And I could imagine that with the realtor pronunciation, the argument is, well, that doesn't match the spelling. But of course, we need to remember that there are many words in English that are spelled differently from how they are pronounced. We could do a radical example like kernel, spelled with an L, pronounced with an R. But we could also think about a word like laboratory, where the spelling has an additional syllable in it. And in American English, we don't pronounce it. We say laboratory. British English pronounces that syllable because it's laboratory. (laughs) So this idea that you can turn to the spelling and know what's right and wrong (laughs) doesn't always work. Rebecca, this was on my mind because a couple of weeks ago, I was in several meetings in a week where multiple people pronounced this word, which I'm going to spell for you, differently from the way I pronounce this word. The word is I-N-T-E-G-R-A-L. How do you pronounce it? Integral? That is also how I pronounce it. The people I was with in these meetings were saying integral. I looked in multiple standard dictionaries. Both pronunciations are standard, which I think is a really important point in terms of the fact that we can tolerate and accept multiple pronunciations as standard. This comes up for me with this word as well, spelled F-U-T-I-L-E. Oh, gosh, I've stumbled over this one, too, in copy. Um, But I always think resistance is futile. (laughs) And that is one of the two standard pronunciations. The other standard pronunciation is futile. Both fine. Then you have ones where one pronunciation is highly stigmatized. We could think about nuclear and nuclear. I know better than to say (laughs) that one on the air. (laughs) And I'm sure we had listeners who just cringed. It is important to remember, though, with nuclear, that that pronunciation is likely on analogy with words like molecular and particular. It's just formed on that mold. Another pronunciation that people criticize is espresso. When I was growing up, there was actually a coffee shop in my town called Espresso Self. I thought that was kind of clever. I like it. We have the insertion of a k sound. The coffee is spelled E-S-P-R-E-S-S-O, espresso. But in English, we have many more words that start with E-X. And so it's not surprising that many speakers have started this word with X as well. We see this kind of insertion of a sound in other words. Rebecca, there is a little animal. It's not a gerbil. It's not a guinea pig. 
It's a hamster. All right. And you said it the way it's spelled. I, when I say this word, typically say hamster. Like a hamper? (laughs) (laughs) But there's a phonological reason when you go from the M to the S that you could get a P sound. And in the history of English, the word empty was originally spelled in English E-M-T-I. But if you say M-T multiple times, you will probably hear yourself insert a P sound and that found its way into the spelling. I think I'm going to notice a lot more variation now. (laughs) Thanks so much. I hope you find it entertaining. Anne Curzan is a professor of English at the University of Michigan. We look at the evolution of language every Sunday here on Weekend Edition. If you can't always catch us on Sunday, you can subscribe to the show wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you have a question about our ever-changing language, email us at language at michiganradio.org.